Why do people connect more with video than with any other medium? Why is storytelling in video advertising so important? And what is exactly, definitively and unequivocally the secret sauce when it comes to a successful video campaign? Find out with me, Phil McDowell, as we head back to Vienna for the Digital Distillery Podcast. Throughout the development of humanity, it's been our ability to tell stories that have made humans able to play in a much higher weight class in the animal kingdom than our puny claws and teeth would suggest. Our ability to describe a situation, a landscape, a technique, and to tell tales of caution and lessons learned into the future has been arguably the key factor in our evolution and ability to develop and use technology. It has essentially positioned us in the world where we are today. From cave paintings to hieroglyphs, scrolls, tomes, and now TikTok, not to say that a short inane video of someone dancing backwards into a pool is necessarily the ultimate evolution of human creativity, but you get what I mean. One thing has always been true and will always be true, and that is this. We love a good yarn, a legend, a tale, a myth, a saga even. And in all its forms, nothing sticks in our minds more than a good story. Nothing captures our attention more than video, we'll get to that, but nothing sticks like a story. Since motion picture was invented in the late 1800s, audiences were instantly in love with how they tell their stories, how they can provide immersion into countless other worlds, time periods and lives and how they can both convey the whole gamut of emotions on screen as well as elicit them in the watcher. The heartbreak felt when they keep missing each other, the jumping out of your socks when the tap comes at the window, that single tear tugged from that ridiculously cute ad about the puppy dog and the turtle, and the nausea from the slow motion, flowing loose clothes, 80s music laced beach embrace. While every medium has its specialities, there is literally no other form that can engage and impact people in such a meaningful way. And as far as advertising is concerned in film, it's been there from the very beginning. Like music, when film began it was an event activity rather than something people could do at any time they liked. You had to go to a specific place at a specific time to see a certain film, But when that changed with the introduction of the home TV set, the real power of getting a marketing message across through the magic of the moving pictures started to come into its own. A lot has changed over the decades, so here's a quick timeline. Ads in the 50s were generally either promoting a new product or pushing some kind of political propaganda, likely reinforcing the division of roles between the sexes. The 60s and 70s saw a move towards advertisers using program statistics to target specific demographics and strategically place ads to have the best chance of capturing their attention. In the 80s and 90s, it was the idea of the USP, or unique selling point, that came to dominate the advertising psychology. This is the idea that you need to present first and foremost the angle that makes your product stand out from the building masses of competition in the advertising space. The 2000s, yes, 2000s, I refuse to say noughties, no matter how trendy you think it is, mum, saw a disenchantment in advertising and a general feeling that ads were a bit annoying. And this pushed the industry into focusing on trying to make ads that no longer felt so much like, well, ads. 
The 2010s saw social media change the focus on advertising with a general consensus that pure push marketing, i.e. here is my product, come buy it, was finally obsolete and was being replaced by content marketing, which aims to offer added value to the prospective customer. Again, this is stuff we might go deeper into in a special episode before we go too far down the rabbit hole. Let's not forget where we are and what we're doing. So, das nächste ist jetzt Christian Schneider, Head of E-Commerce Europe bei Wombikes. The stage is yours. Ja, schönen guten Nachmittag auch von mir. Vielen Dank. Head of E-Commerce for Wombikes, Christian Schneider, took to the stage to talk about his company and to demonstrate how important video has been for both their branding and as a customer service tool. Hi, I'm Christian. I'm 35 and I work at Wombikes. We are a company that provides and builds children's bikes and uh, we are the market leader in Austria and Germany. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm here today. Voombikes is the brainchild of two bike-mad dads frustrated with the lack of genuinely children-friendly bicycle designs. Established in 2013 in a garage in Vienna, they started out designing, building and selling their vision of what a kid's bike should be and went from selling 300 in their first year to 300,000 today. And their bicycles are now highly regarded as the choice for any parent who's serious about a safe and comfortable bike for their kids. Something that was apparent to them from the get-go is that they wanted to sell not just the idea of a nice bike, but rather the thing that made them love riding with their kids in the first place. Christian here puts up some truly classic photos with some truly tragic fashion of him as a kid with a bike in his childhood. No offence if you're listening, Christian, just, you know, 90s. It's the kind of picture that almost everyone has, of themselves, of their parents or grandparents. A picture of the summer holidays with a grinning kid on a bike and dad's thumb shadow over the lens. And this is the idea that Voom wanted to portray in their marketing. Not only their high-quality, safe and practical bike, but the everlasting memories that you'll make with your kids going on all sorts of adventures. An example of how Voom uses video for their branding, Christian then presented this video. This is the story of Voom. It begins in 2011 when Markus and Christian, two bike-crazy dads, want to teach their kids how to ride. But they can't find the bikes they're looking for. All of the children's bikes are heavy and clunky. That's when they decide to take matters into their own hands. Christian, an industrial designer, calculates size tables for children of all ages. In Marcus's garage, the two of them begin to tinker and experiment. The first prototypes make a huge splash in the neighborhood. And so, in 2013, Marcus and Christian found their company, Voom. One of the things now, I think you can get a pretty good idea from the audio, but if you'd like to watch the whole thing, I've linked it in the show notes. Basically, it's a very cute and simple line-drawing animation of what the narrator is saying, like it could be drawn by a kid. No accident there. But the point is, when you watch or listen to this clip, you're not coming away with 20-inch frame, 10.4 kilos, front rack, dynamo hub, balloon twist grip, bell, mudguards, disc brakes, frame bag, and kickstand, but rather it's the story. Two dads, passionate about riding, tenaciously tinker in a shed inventing a new kind of bike just for kids. It's so successful they outgrow their shed and move it to an office in Vienna, then open another in the US, it keeps growing, moves again, continues to develop, wins awards and is hugely successful. 
and you come away with this whole association with the brand that sticks because it's a story. The core reason behind this is that stories engage the emotions along with the intellect and humans simply remember things so much better when emotion is involved. Users may prefer watching a video over reading a text and if they do so, they actually can retain a higher percentage of the message, right? This is Ilhan Zengin, CEO of Show Heroes Group and one of the original three digital distillery musketeers. And as one of the founders of a digital video content, tech and advertising solutions company, it is he who is going to tell you what exactly, definitively and unequivocally is the secret source when it comes to a successful video. You cannot say, okay, like that's the secret source, right? I mean, that's the holy grail. It really depends on what you want to bring across and it depends on the channel. It depends on the audience. It depends on the device. I mean, you saw that coming, right? Of course, there's no single solution to a successful video campaign simply because there's no single medium within the scope of video. Video for cinema, video for, you know, the big screen, the TV screen, or for a mobile device is a whole different story. So the length of the video, the aspect ratio, text overlays, no text overlays, do you need, like, you know, thumbnails before you click on a video, before you engage with video, autoplay, again, versus click-to-play, audio on, audio off, what medium am I actually using to get the message across? I mean, Marshall McLuhan, the medium is a message. I think that still applies, and it applies today if you talk about video even more so. The medium is the message. Is a famous phrase coined by Marshall McLuhan in the 60s and is familiar to anyone who studied any kind of media. Basically, it means that the thing, the format, the medium that contains a message is as important, if not more important, than the message itself. And in digital media advertising today, this idea is as important as ever because the mediums within a medium in media are more immediate than ever. Medium. Think about all the different kinds of places and formats that we experience video in our day-to-day life, for work and for entertainment. There is our CTV or connected TV. More about this next episode where we might watch our favourite streaming service of an evening. There are the short 10-second vertical clips we watch on TikTok with a morning coffee, the video embedded into a cooking recipe, even the FaceTime with the grandkids across the pond. These are all video format media, but they are worlds apart in terms of how we consume them, what their purpose is, and how they're presented to us. Now, we know why a story in itself engages our brain in a way that makes us remember it, but when this is coupled with the unique psychological impact of video, it is a potent combination. Scientists say that our brains process images almost 60,000 times faster than text, and as Ilhan said, we simply are more likely to remember a message if we've seen it in video form. Somewhere around 95% of it, in fact, compared to 10% when reading text. And this fact is key to understand if you're trying to get a message across. As a business or advertiser, the whole point of your content is to have people remember and recognize your brand or product and ultimately build a loyal following of current and future customers. And video allows you to get personal and address your audience directly. Actually show people your product or service, how it works, and most importantly, give you an opportunity to craft a story around it. We've seen this trend develop as companies take a less formal and more personal approach to how they advertise with video. Well, okay, thank you, because I'm not really, you know, 
like professor or doctor in this field, I mean. This is Consta, my video counterpart in our global content creation team. And he knows a thing or two about telling a story in video. The first 10 seconds should be really engagement, epic views, build up of the story. So viewer like, oh, this might be really cool. For example, I can tell you like, okay, I, I, I had really nice evening with my colleagues yesterday. It's a really boring story, like, but if I start me and Ingus, my colleague, yesterday working really hard and we stay up really late in the office and then we decide, hey, we should reward ourselves and go for the drinks and then there needs to be some challenges. Ingus got flat tire, we try to repair it and la la la. So, you know, I build up the story and I'm telling you why we did it, I, I'm telling you like some backstory of it. Yeah, you, you need to keep little little secret all the time and keep the viewer wondering. That's the really good engagement, actually, to make people ask themselves what is going on. Now, let's take these ideas, tie them into a coherent narrative thread and talk a bit about how to tell a story in advertising. Step one, set a goal. Go! Ask yourself what exactly it is you're trying to achieve with your video. Is it raising brand awareness, generating leads, or educating your customers? Or perhaps you want to inspire and engage your already loyal audience. Your desired outcome from your video campaign should be one of the key factors that informs your approach. Step two, choose and research your target audience. Decide who it is you want to reach and build some personas. Personas are like a fictional profile of the individuals you're trying to target and should be informed by the goal that you set in the previous step. You should spend some time noting what you actually know about them in detail. Step three, brainstorm your story. At this point, hopefully you have a metaphorical metric ton of information about your target audience, their likes, dislikes, whether or not they need to buy a pram in the next few months and what platforms they generally hang out on. Use your brainstorming session as a means to conceptualize the outline of your story based on everything you've worked out so far. Ideally, look into what your competitors have been doing in the same field and try to come up with a fresh angle. At this point of the game, you should also decide what type of story you'd like to tell. Is it an origin story, a how-to, a failure story, or maybe an unrelated story with a related moral? There are a bunch of typical story frameworks, and I've included a link of 10 of the most relevant ones for advertising in the show notes. Step four, select your video format. Now, this comes back to what we were talking about before. It's absolutely critical that you consider what format you want your video viewed in based on what platform you want your responders to experience it. Now, this list is by no means exhaustive, and there's a lot more to these, so consider this an overview. In-stream ads. These are the ones that crop up in a video you're already watching. Most of us know these from YouTube. In general, they're skippable if longer than 15 seconds and unskippable if less than. These are often the first that come to mind, perhaps because of their disruptive nature. If you're creating an in-stream ad, you first have to consider whether it will be skippable or not. If so, then you need to make sure you really grab the watcher's attention within seconds of the ad starting. It's also important to be aware that because these are showing in a video that someone is already watching, then the audio is likely to be on. Very important to consider. The next is Outstream. Now, these differ because they are not physically connected to any other ads and will usually be found playing muted in the background of a website. 
The fact that they generally are muted is important to consider. If you know this, then you may want to put some importance on including dynamic text or subtitles into your video as well as visually striking elements to catch the user's attention without sound. Native ads are designed to look like the content that they're placed in, which is what makes them stand out from the other ad types on this list. They tend to command more attention from their viewers and usually the main giveaway that they are in fact an ad is a label of sponsored or paid. If developing native ads, you need to really make sure that they fit in with the content that they're running with. Another format available, but mostly used in mobile gaming, is that of rewarded video ads. And these are an interesting beast. These ads offer an exchange of some sort with the user, usually in the form of allowing a mobile game player to continue playing, or earn some in-game reward like in-game currency, extend playtime, or not having to buy the game, for example, in exchange for them watching a short video. The final one I'm going to mention today is that of the newly trending interactive ads such as shoppable ads. These are where brands add a product feed to their videos so that viewers can find out more about their product and even begin the purchase process without actually having to leave the video. Things like clickable overlays with product pictures are more likely to convert a watcher into a buyer than standard video content. Mostly you'll see these on product websites and if you're making one, you want to make sure that the video is focused on the products that you want to sell and shot in a style that puts them on display. Und deswegen ist Video bei uns ein immanenter Teil. Um, und euch zu verdeutlichen, wie wichtig bei uns Video gedacht wird, ist das der Michael. Okay, let's head back to Voom and the Bike Mad Dads and how they use Video for telling their story and selling their bikes. Für was nutzen wir Video? Wir nutzen Video einerseits natürlich vor allen Dingen uh, für Awareness-Schaffung, Wir nutzen es sehr stark auf der Webseite. They know from their stats that over 70% of their website traffic is mobile. So they don't want to use walls of text when a succinct video will do the job better. They also know that the vast majority of their audience are parents. And this fact means that two key things are apparent. The first is that for parents, riding with their kids is all about these magic moments. A daughter riding her bike to school for the first time a cycling trip on a family holiday, those kinds of experiences. And for Voom, video is the perfect way to stage these moments and inject that experience into their prospective buyers. The second standout thing about parents buying bikes for their kids is that of safety and customer service. Voom uses video not only as a branding tool but also as an educational one and customer service for their current customers. Voom knows that when putting together a bike for their kid, parents want to be able to see it done step by step so that they can follow along and be confident that they've put the bike together properly before they send their five-year-old hurtling down a hill and into an upturned trampoline at teeth-jarring speeds. A poorly thought-out invention of my father's which ended up in more than one sprained muscle and a few days off school where I could only watch the TV looking over my left shoulder. Video is the most important medium of our time for advertisers, for companies, and for users. It engages our brain and our attention unlike any other medium in history and can cram more information into a condensed space than anything else. It has extensive reach with recent findings showing that people watch an average of 19 hours of video content each week. It's cost-effective, highly shareable, suitable for entertainment and educational purposes, a great return on investment, and more and more is the favoured format for search engines. 
if you take anything away from this episode as you set out to change the world with your newfound fervor for video advertising, consider these best practices. Grab attention within three seconds. That's it. Three seconds is what data tells us is the critical amount of time for you to get that oh-so-valuable attention and have any chance of holding it. This could be an intriguing question, a baffling statistic, a flashy visual, or any other piece of strong eye-catching content. Showcase your brand early on. This is important because A, it gives your brand more of a chance to stick if you get it in early and repeat it a couple of times throughout the video, but also if someone doesn't watch your full video or doesn't watch it for very long, you still get a chance to get your brand into their head. Third is consider where your video is going to be and how it will look if there's no audio. Most people watch video in public places and possibly while listening to some other media at the same time. So you have to make sure it maintains its message even if muted. Fourth is include at least one call to action. And fifth is know your format. Know where it's going to be seen, probably mobile, and optimize for that. Get your aspect ratio right if it is going to be watched on mobile. Spoiler, yes, it probably is. And in that case, prioritize vertical, 916, or square, 1 to 1, over landscape, 16 to 9, wherever possible. Next to ratio, font size is hugely important. Your text should be easily readable on mobile devices, and make sure you preview and check everything on your phone before putting it out into the world. And there we have it, another episode of the Digital Distillery Podcast. A big thank you as always to everyone who makes this show possible. Nadia Kosky, Dennis Kirshner, Stephanie Leonardi. I couldn't do it without you guys. If you haven't checked out our DMEXCO special episode and want to know what all the fuss was about, head on over to your podcatcher of choice and have a listen. It's only five minutes. It gives you a pretty good feeling of what it was like to be there. Plus, Consta put together a great video where we experimented a bit with some sound design stuff we thought was pretty cool. Currently, we're working on another special episode all about ad fraud, which will be coming out in a fortnight or so, as well as our next full episode all about CTV with our very own Sarah Lewis. We wanted to look at a range of different questions like, why do users choose CTV? Why are they switching over? That's it from me today. If you have any questions or just want to say g'day, you can email us at podcast at the-digital-distillery.com or use the contact form on the website. Until then.